Snoopy, you'll have to be all the animals in our play. Can you be a sheep? <laughs> How about a cow? <laughs> How about a penguin? Yes, he's even a good penguin. No, no, no. Listen, all of you. You've got to take direction. You've got to have discipline. You've got to have respect for your director. I ought to slug you. Ugh, I've been kissed by a dog. I have dog germs. Get hot water. Get some disinfectant. Get some iodine. Ah. Ah. All right, all right, script girl. Continue with the scripts. Linus, you've got to get rid of that stupid blanket. And here, memorize these lines. I can't memorize these lines. This is ridiculous. Memorize it and be ready to recite when your cue comes. I can't memorize something like this so quickly. Why should I be put through such agony? Give me one good reason why I should memorize this. I'll give you five good reasons. One, two, three, four, five. Those are good reasons. Christmas is not only getting too commercial, it's getting too dangerous. And get rid of that stupid blanket. What's a Christmas shepherd gonna look like holding a stupid blanket like that? Well, this is one Christmas shepherd who's going to keep his trusty blanket with him. See, you wouldn't hit an innocent shepherd, would you? Um, All right, stop. If you notice the extra 11th voice, that was Tony chiming in as fake Bob. <laughs> now it's real. That's right. Wow, Tony set you up outside? He would never do that to us. I know, he hates us. Am I saying Mike off or no? Thumb up. Yeah, thumb up. You know, what, you know what, guys? Daddy, what a dar. I got the best birthday <laughs> present a man could get this morning. What? Hey, now. Yeah, hey, hey now. Is hey. that book? Well, maybe second. Is today your birthday? Maybe second best. Is today your birthday? No, the weekend. Oh. But yeah, we're going to get to him. Oh. Oh, never mind. Oh, no, what's your gift? Yeah, what's your present? Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. finale Dancing with the Stars ticket. Oh! oh the finale. I'm concerned about the number of penalties. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. What? You're going to be gay yet. I think this is awesome. I don't know about that. Jeez, man. How was your birthday? Good. It was great. I, You know, I have traditions always, so I stopped by Krispy Kreme and got my donuts. I do that every birthday. You oh, buy yourself yeah. donuts. Yeah, maple iced. It's got to be six six maple iced. Six? Yeah. You eat them all? Nothing. No, I used to be able to. Like now I can only get about two down because you get old. You can't do stuff anymore. <laughs> you know, typically that, that falls in the line of alcohol and things like that, not donuts. Well, I'm, I'm saving <laughs> up for that I'm going out of town this weekend, so I couldn't drink last night. Weightlifting. So, so where are you going out of town I can for only, your birthday? I, I can only eat two maple Four? logs. Uh, this is a concert trip, so I'm going to see a concert. Okay, Ooh. let's hear it. Go on. A really? couple of clubs I like in Phoenix, too. So, couple of going clubs. To see? What yeah. type? Um, it's a doubleheader. We're going to see Sheik first. Ooh, really? And then really? Cher is after her, them. So Sheik, Sheik and Cher? Sheik and Cher, No, yeah. no, no, you're not I've gay. I've seen both. You're not gay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, they're coming to Dallas in, I think, December, but I thought I, I want to go wait. on a trip. So I, I can't wait. So, yeah. I must fly to Phoenix. Here, I hear
Well, hi ho everyone. This is the Ballroom Blitz. I am Tony the Engineer. And welcome back for one final time of the Ballroom Blitz this season. Yeah. Thank you much. Going a little long though, but thanks. <laughs> well, I didn't know I had such uh, faithful followers out there. Or I guess they could be clapping because it's finally over. I don't know which one it is, but I'm going with the positive one. And uh, yeah, the reason this is the final Ballroom Blitz is because we just had the season 31 finale of Dancing with the Stars, and it occurred on Monday night, November 21st. And uh, I just wanted to go ahead and let you know right now I'm doing the broadcast right after the show. So I just only got to see it once, and I took notes as I watched the show. But uh, I want to get this out to you as quickly as possible, hopefully before Thanksgiving Day, because if there's any of you late uh, comers that want to get into the contest, you still have time to do it. So I'm going to ask TC to rush on this and see if we can get it to you out at least by Wednesday. But I imagine most of you that are in, in the contest have already uh, done what you're going to do anyways. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know, now that it's all over, season 31's in the books, and it's your typical happy, sad time. Now... You know, for uh, you guys that listen a lot, you know that it's been much more sad than it has happy the last few years for me because, or last few seasons, I guess it's going into the years now, because of the downfall of the show. But, uh, you know, this season, it's actually a little more happy than it is sad. Um, I thought the show was great this season. Uh, there's a, one specific reason for that, but uh, there's a lot of reasons to be happy right now. Number one, we're going to have a season 32 next year. And, you know, Disney Plus signed up for uh, a two-year commitment, and next year will be the second year. So that's something nice to be uh, thankful for and happy about. Secondly, uh, Conrad Green, you know, came back this year, the original producer of the series, and there's no reason to think he won't come back next year, too. And, you know, if there's any one reason to look forward to uh, hope, it's because he's back and because of what we saw he did this season. He really brought the show back to you know, a semblance of its former self. So that's a positive thing. And then, of course, there's going to be a winter tour again this year, <clears throat> starting in January and going through mid-March. And super excited about that. You know, I know the tour doesn't have a lot of the more recent pros in it anymore, but uh, there's still a few, and we're going to get to meet some new pros probably on the tour, as well as some um, celebrity guests. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, another reason to look forward to it. You know, I guess there's a few reasons to be sad, too. Uh, first and foremost is I have to wait 10 months for the next season. I'm assuming anyways. I'm assuming it will be like it has always been, you know, the third week of September to the Monday before Thanksgiving. Um, since they're doing a winter tour into mid-March, they're not going to fiddle with any spring tour. And I'm sure that's not even on their radar, or spring show. They're not. I'm sure that's not even on their radar. It's just, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> The long-term viewer in me coming out again to maybe do that again someday. But uh, they got to they got to write the ship first, and they started a, a good uh, first step into doing that this season, I believe. <clears throat> and you'll have to excuse me; I'm going to be doing some throat clearing again. For those of you that know, I've had a <laughs> a rough season as far as illnesses go, and getting uh, these things out to you. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's still a little congestion in there, and uh, you know, still clearing the throat from time to time and have issues. So 
we'll have to fight through that a little bit more again. But uh, in general, you know, much, much more normal for sure than I have been in, in uh, some of the previous weeks. But once again, uh, some of the uh, sad things, I guess, and there's nothing you can do about these things. Uh, Len Goodman, of course, uh, signed off for the final time. He won't be back next season. Um, it was announced earlier in the week, too, that Cheryl Burke's final season as a dancing pro is this season, so she will not be back either in that capacity. She's made it no secret that she would like to uh, be with the show in some other capacity. Now, uh, whether that's another judging thing, you know, because of Len leaving, or if there's some other cap- you know, capacity she could do, or even if the show would, would want that, who knows? But uh, uh, that's kind of... Uh, a sad thing, although it's probably time, as she said, you know, uh, she's in her late 30s now, and that's that's older for a, uh, a lady pro dancer, I guess, and uh, uh, just part of the evolution. And then uh, you never know, too, about uh, Val. You know, Val talks about every year, kind of like Max, about, yeah, you know, it might be my time to hang him up, like Max's brother used to do. Uh, so we don't know about that. And then Mark Ballas, too, you know, he came back this season after a five-year break, and he talked about his uh, getting a renewed love of dance, which we'll talk about a little later tonight. But again, who knows if he'll be back too. So, But again, overall, man, just super positive about this season, and it would definitely be a thumbs up, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, people were wanting me to rate the show, I guess. Well, this is going to be a little different tonight, as the last show always is. We're not going to do a top 10 list. I'm not going to do any ticket audio tonight. We just want to talk the show, and uh, the basic format is going to be uh, right after this little talk here. We'll go into the results of the show and what happened on uh, Monday's show, the finale. Then we'll play a little homage to Len Goodman. I'm going to play a little bit of audio, uh, I guess, uh, I would like to say you know, it's honoring him. Um, we'll just uh, talk about some of the things he said over the years, and I got a little montage we may play. Uh, then we're going to give our uh, annual state of the show address. Uh, I will tell you folks that listened last year, never fear, I will not go as long as I did last season and last year because I had no hope last season. It was very, very despondent time for me and because you know I didn't know that the executive producer was finally going to be let go. And I didn't know Conrad was coming back. So I had very little hope last season. And I think we ended up going about two hours and 20 minutes on that last episode. That's not going to happen tonight. So I know everyone's happy to hear that, including me. So uh, the state of the show is not going to be that long tonight because I'm very positive and happy about a lot of things. Uh, we'll bring up some concerns, I guess, and some other things, but they're all pretty minor at this point. And uh, I want to take this time to enjoy this season and look forward to next season. So we're not going to talk about too many negative things uh, in the state of the show. Then we'll finish up, uh, talk about the contest one more time, and have our musical ender. So first thing we want to do is look at the finale of season 31. And uh, like I said, that just happened a few moments for me, a few moments ago for me. So hopefully this isn't too herky-jerky because I just took notes as I was watching the show and I'm kind of going to read them over here for the first time after that. So uh, bear with me, but you guys know by now, if you've listened long enough, you know who I am and who I'm not. And I'm not a great radio announcer and that's never going to change. I found out over this year. I was hoping this year would be better than last year, but I still have the verbal gaffes and all that. So uh, I know you guys will be okay with it. Well, the, the, the show started off with, of course, a pro dance number, and uh, it, was, it was fine, nothing, nothing real spectacular, but 
Always nice to see them out there dancing. And uh, they announced right away that Mandy Moore choreographed that. Again, a blast from the past. She used to be the main main per- person on the show that, that uh, designed all the dances. And then uh, she went away for a little while. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the reason she's back is because Conrad asked her to come back. But uh, she's won Emmys and so forth. She's quite a choreographer. So it's always nice to hear her name associated with the show again. And then right off the top, what they did was... They did a little video review of the first four contestants, uh, three, first four weeks, and then the first four contestants that were eliminated from this season. And this is one of the reasons I always like the finale. They have a lot of uh, look back, or at least they have in some seasons. And it's nice to remember who was here early on. You know, I forgot about Jason Lewis and some of the other folks that were let go pretty early. And it's nice to see them come back and perform on the show. And just see them again. And that's what they did. They showed video, a little video clip and review of the first four weeks. And then uh, the first four eliminated people, Jason, Teresa, Cheryl Ad, and Sam Champion. And uh, that was Teresa Judice, by the way. They did a little uh, dance out there. And again, nice to see them. And it's been a while. And you can tell uh, they probably haven't been doing any dancing since then. And you can tell why they were eliminated as early as they were because they they're not trained dancers and they didn't really last long enough to become trained dancers but uh, like i said no less uh, fun to see them out there so after that first four eliminated people that got the they have their uh, sunshine day in the sunshine again they started the dances and there was going to be two dances for the evening uh, the first one was going to be a redemption dance where each couple would have a judge assigned to them and that judge would pick the dance that they want to see danced again. Usually one of the dances they had a low score on, sometimes early in the season even, where they just had a lot of room for improvement. And uh, then after the redemption dance, they would have the freestyle, of course. And I know I'm a broken record. The freestyle used to matter a lot. And it's funny, they still talk it up in their little video clips about how much the freestyle matters. And of course, it matters no more at all because everybody gets rubber stamped with 40s. Kind of let the cat out of the bag there, didn't I? But uh, if you've watched the show long enough, you knew you knew that anyway. So <laughs> didn't matter, I'm sure. Okay, so the first uh, redemption dance was going to be uh, Shangela and Gleb. And Bruno was their coach. And he picked the quick step for them to do a better job with. And they kind of, in the video clip, Bruno gives them tips and pointers as to how to improve what they he didn't think was really good in the first quick step. And uh, it was I was hoping that the judges would vote responsibly in this redemption dance. Because again, if you're going to give everybody 840s, uh, perfect scores in the final, then you just turn it over to 100% fan vote. So I was hoping for that. And I was pleasantly surprised because in the first dance... They gave Shangela and Gleb uh, a 36. Uh, Let's see what the judges had to say. Bruno said that they went off on the wrong foot fairly early in the routine. And Carrie Ann also said that she she saw it. Uh, Len said that it was a vast improvement over their uh, original quick step. And there's no reason to go too much further into these dances because there's no time to, to correct mistakes. I just tell you, I'll point out anything if the judges say they did make a mistake. So like I said, they uh, did give them four nines for a 36. And uh, I, I felt good about that because yeah, it wasn't a 10 dance and they didn't just rubber stamp it with a 40. So that was nice to see starting off. Uh, next up, before we get to the dance two, Tyra came on and she mentioned that uh, Derek and, and Haley, his fiance, were scheduled to do a dance routine that evening. 
And I was really sad to hear that they weren't going to be able to do it. Haley was in the audience, but she got injured, I guess, in their rehearsal package. And so they weren't going to be able to do that dance. I was kind of hoping that Derek might, you know, get somebody else in, another pro at the last minute and still do it because he's always such a pleasure to watch dance. But they didn't do that. And, uh, you know, she might have been injured just at the last minute, too. Who knows? They didn't go into detail. But they weren't going to, we, were, were, we weren't going to see the uh, Derek and Haley dance. So up next in the uh, redemption dances were Wayne and Whitney. And they also had a quick step that Len, their judge, picked for uh, <clears throat> them to do. And also, they did not uh, get a perfect 40. So they also got a 36. They got four nines. Both uh, Len, Len and Derek said they needed a little more uh, quick movement. And I noticed that right away. When when they got uh, out on the floor and started moving, I'm like, uh, that's not quick enough for a quick step. And it kind of shocked me because, you know, Wayne's a very good dancer. And I don't know what really happened there. But both uh, Len and Derek mentioned that, said that they needed more movement and more pace and more stride. And uh, I'm glad they pointed that out. Uh, Bruno and Carrie Ann both agreed there was an error and they were a bit out of sync, but uh, they still gave them four nines. So a 36 for Wayne and Whitney. Uh, <clears throat> before they went into the third dance of the night, they had another little break and they made the official announcement that Cheryl Burke was going to be uh, retiring as a pro dancer from the show. She'd been there since off and on since season two. And I saw today on, on Twitter, they said she'd been on 26 seasons. I always thought 25, and I apologize. I did not go back and double check that, but I thought I checked it at the beginning of the season because I was curious how many uh, she did. And also when we, we rated the pros, I think that was just last week, my top 10 pros of all time. I thought I went back and double checked that, but uh, either 25 or 26 times. So what a workhorse she's been. And it was kind of an emotional thing. She went out and did a last dance with Pasha in the beginning and Louis Van Amstel to finish up to Copacabana. And it was a lot of fun. But uh, she mentioned, you know, I was just a kid when I came on the show, like a lot of these uh, pros have been. And she said, I basically grew up on this show. And a lot of the pros and, and celebrities that she'd been paired with over the years helped her get up or get through the ups and downs of life. And she's had quite a, an interesting life in her young existence with uh, multiple relationships and some addictions. And uh, and we've heard a lot about them because like she said, she has, has kind of grown up on the show. But nice to see her get her last dance and everybody, you know, kind of get to say goodbye to her too. So before, again, before they did the third redemption dance, they went into the next four weeks of a video review and talked about each of those nights a little bit and showed some uh, old clips. And then the four or the three people that were eliminated in that four-week period. You notice I didn't say four because something else happened. But uh, that would have been Joseph Bayana, uh, Jesse James Decker, and Jordan Sparks. They all came out and did a, uh, a number with their partner. And Selma Blair would have been included in it with this, and they didn't mention anything before the uh, three of them went out. But right after it, they did. Tyra said that you may notice that Selma was not part of it. I was afraid that they were going to say, you know, she wasn't doing well physically or something. But it was the exact opposite. Uh, evidently, she was doing so well. She ended up doing a, uh, a dance with her partner, Sasha. And then Jordan Sparks was singing. And it wasn't immediately after that video clip. They had the third dance, which we'll get to. But then Selma Blair came back out and, with Sasha and did that dance to Jordan Sparks singing. And... Boy, you couldn't tell any difference 
in her dancing that, you know, than any other able-bodied physical person was. I didn't see any physical issues. And, you know, she did a good job early on too, but I guess the doctor said it was just going to be too much wear and tear for a 10-week season on her her uh, muscles and bones and everything. So, uh, but boy, for just the dance here and there, she's, she's, <laughs> she looked good, really good. Uh, okay, then up third in the redemption dance was Charlie and Mark. Carrie Ann was their uh, judge and she asked them to do a redemption jive. And uh, I bet it was kind of hard to pick one out for Charlie because she had so few not up to very high standard dances, but she did pick the jive and <clears throat> they didn't have anything negative to say. They gave her the 40 there and uh, Bruno said, it's as good as I've ever seen. And, you know, they said that a lot about Charlie this season with a lot of different dance styles. And I, I do have to go back for my own edification, especially if we ever do a top 10 list again of the celebrities, uh, the female celebrities. Uh, she's, I'm cer certain that she vaulted into the top 10 and, and probably somewhere in the top five. And who knows? Uh, some of her dancers were so incredible. You know, you heard the word iconic and never before seen. So uh, she might be right up there with the best of the best. We'll have to go back and kind of relook at those after the season. Uh, Derek just fawned all over him, said, uh, you know, the, the nuances that she does and the attention to detail. And that's the things that make her look like a pro dancer that Derek had said, you know, in weeks past. So uh, she's definitely a special uh, dancer that's been on the show as a celebrity. Up uh, last in the redemption round were Gabby and Val and their redemption dance was a cha-cha. Derek came in and uh, was their judge and gave him a few pointers. And, you know, it was nice to see again from a long-term viewer standpoint to see Derek in there with Val. Uh, there had been rumors over the years, and I think they were all kind of silly and overblown, but that, you know, Max and, and Derek maybe didn't get along the best, and I didn't really ever believe them. I mean, they're not, not best buddies. They're not going to go be going to dinner probably, but I don't think there was anything seriously wrong, and I didn't, I was just hoping that that didn't carry over to Val, and I don't think it did. I never really seen that, like I said, on the show per se. There's just been a few things said by Max back in the day, but uh, uh, it was nice to see them get in there and, uh, you know, whatever, hug it out and... And uh, Val even gave Derek some, uh, some uh, I guess, chops, you would say, when he was in the interview with Gabby and Alfonso after the dance, saying it was great to have Derek in there. Uh, he's done very well in championships, so it's nice to have his input. So that was neat to see. And, you know, I've had those two guys, like last week in our top 10 pro list, I have them as the number one and number two pros in the history of the show. So nice to see that everything was fine there, which I always thought it was, really. Uh, Gabby and Val did a great job. You know, Gabby's fantastic. It's her and Charlie, the best of the season by far. And Gabby got a 40 also. Uh, again, Derek mentioned the quality of movement and the, and the texture, kind of like he's always said about uh, Charlie. And that's a pretty high compliment. Bruno has just always loved Gabby and always said she was very sexy. And she was. She looked great in the dance. And, uh, she, yeah, she, she's sexy the way she dances. Uh, Carrie Ann said the same thing, basically. You know, she's become more confident in her dancing, very sexy. She's got some gravitas to it. And Len made a comment about the, the chemistry with Val, and I thought that was a pretty good point because I agree. They have a chemistry. It's not necessarily a sexual chemistry. It's a, a different kind of chemistry where there's a friendship, there's a bonding, there's a... Uh, a comfort level with each other. You know, Gabby's kind of silly and, and Val seems to be having a good time this year. So yeah, there is a chemistry and I think it does come through in their dancing. So that's the redemption round. Uh, 240s for Charlie and Gabby and 236s for Shangela and Wayne. 
Then they did a little break again and did a look back at the last two weeks. And then they had the other four contestants that were eliminated. Heidi, Vinny, Trevor, and Daniel come out and do a dance with their partners. And again, just nice to see that. Uh, those, those couples or those four people, we had seen most of the season. So it wasn't quite a like, oh, yeah, they were on the show. But nice to see them come out and do what they do and uh, get a little more airtime. And then before they got into the freestyles, <clears throat> they did a little break for Len again. And uh, he kind of came on and talked and had some video clips about uh, the past seasons that he's been here, which has been all of them. And uh, it was nice to hear him talk about it. A couple things he mentioned that I didn't really know about. Uh, the very first one he said was he got the call to be on Dancing with the Stars back in 2005, three days before the first show. And I had never heard that. And I don't know why it took so long for them to decide on judges. Maybe everything just kind of came up. I would love to hear the story of how the show was originally formed. You know, when I don't, BBC America probably came over and said, hey, we've got this show called Strictly Come Dancing in England, and we think it'll do well here. Do you want to partner with us? And ABC got on board, I guess, and boy, I would have just loved to hear, okay, how'd they find the host? How'd they find Tom and the first uh, co-host, Lisa Canning? No one remembers her because she was only on season one. I thought she was great, and I just remember, you know, I go way back, and season two started, and I'm like, oh, where's Lisa? Why is she gone? I never really heard why she didn't come back the next season. But then it was Samantha Harris, and then Brooke Burke, and then uh, Aaron Andrews. So... I just would love to hear the early story that, especially when Len says he got a call three days before the show and he obviously accepted it. And uh, he and Bruno were both on Strictly Come Dancing, the England version of the show that started the uh, previous year. And uh, there was a quote that Len had here that we're going to wait until his segment to say, but it was a quote. He, he had given a little article or I guess interview with People Magazine and he said something in there that was very apropos to why he wanted or thought he should leave, I guess. And like I said, we'll mention that um, in, the, in the next segment when we talk about Len a little bit. Uh, he just basically said, you know, all good things come to an end. And it's the sad but, but realism of life. Uh, everything does come to an end eventually. And uh, before they let him get away, though, uh, you know, he was going to have to stay and, and judge the freestyle and everything. But before they that segment went away, Alfonso went over and presented him his own mirror ball. And, uh, man, the mirror ball looks a little better these days than the early days. And uh, the uh, the actual mirrors on there, they seem a little smaller and tighter and shinier and everything. And, and the stem's a little better than it was in the old days. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool to give Len his uh, own mirror ball trophy. Okay, it was time for freestyles next. And it's funny, they had all the judges come on and various people talking about how important the freestyle was. Well, that would have been a good video clip. Let's see, hmm, 10 years ago? I'm trying to think when the last legitimate freestyles were done and legitimately, well, I say legitimate, legitimately scored. Because as we've talked about ad nauseum, or I have over the last couple seasons, they give out tens like Halloween candy now. And I, I kind of thought... Conrad might say something to him and say, hey, listen, th this has to be super exceptional. Don't just give everybody tens, but that's the way it is now. And I got to let it go. I know I've, I've letting a lot of stuff go. So you got to let me hang on to a couple things, but I'm going to let it go. 
But uh, sure enough, all four uh, freestyles got 40s, and there's not too much to talk about. I mean, I, I could describe the freestyles for you, but it's best you just go look at them. Uh, let's talk about, I guess, what the judges had to say a little bit, but it's all going to be positive, of course. Wayne and Whitney did a freestyle that really showed off his his personal swag. You know, when he's constrained by the ballroom dances or something, uh, maybe it looks a little stiff and he's not the best technique guy, but boy, he came out and did his own thing along with Whitney. Uh, a lot of the song, they, they kind of went in and out of songs, but the most song they played was 24K, which was such a great groove by Bruno Mars. And man, I, I tell you, he looked really, really good in that. And the moves he'd made, they looked sharp and crisp. And I thought he danced that better than I'd really seen him dance. And I think it was just because he was free to do what he wanted. And Len actually said that, you know, it showcased your talents. And Carrie Ann had something to say that just kind of what I was thinking about. He says, you've been holding out on us because that dance was, was incredible. And I, it almost was like he was holding back a little bit during the season. And now he came out and it's his dance and it's a freestyle. And he just let us have it. And it was really, really good. And of course, they did give him the 40. Uh, let's see, before they went to the second freestyle, you know, they have to have little fillers in this show because of no commercial breaks anymore. And there wasn't really any video packages this week too much. So uh, they did another break there and one more uh, homage to Len. And it was past celebrities and then the three current judges with him. They would come on and say little things about what Len meant to them. And man, as a longtime fan of the show, who's been there since day one. This was so special to me. Some of the, the later viewers that, that watch wouldn't have got most of it because here's a list of the people they had on with little video clips. Drew Lachey, season two. Of course, he's been back many times. Uh, Jerry Rice, season two. He's been back many times. Again, not too late, you know, too recently though. So people wouldn't know him if they've just watched the last half of the series. Jerry Springer from season three came on and said, uh, well wish to Len. Kenny Maine, season two. And of course, Kenny Maine and Jerry Rice and Len Goodman did something called Dance Center for years and years and years. And it was a hoot. You had Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time in football. You had Kenny Maine, the, the ESPN sports announcer guy. He used to do a show called Sports Center, you know, on ESPN. So they, they changed it to Dance Center. And Len Goodman, what an odd threesome that was. And they did incredible, funny stuff. And they would handicap the finale. And of course, it was always goofy what they did. And lots of times Jerry Rice was dressed up with, I don't know, earrings and eye makeup and Afro wigs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And they showed one clip where the three of them had their shirts off and Kenny Maine was just as white as snow. And, and, and you know, Jerry's dark and, and Len with his old, I don't know, 70-year-old wrinkled chest there. It was really funny to see. Uh, so I got a kick out of it. And then they had other celebrities and come on. Sean Johnson, a past champion, Elio Castroneves, Christy Yamaguchi, uh, all past champions. Kelly Osborne came on, Donald Driver came on, uh, Leah, Leo Remini, and then they had Derek Carrion and Bruno just kind of all giving them their well wishes and thanks for all that he's given to the show. Okay, it was uh, time for the second freestyle. And I noticed very quickly that, you know, they, they messed up. I don't say they messed up. They changed up the order from the first round. The first round started out with, uh, well, let me see here. I have it down there. I already put the paper out. What's that, Shangela? Let's see here. Yeah, Shangela and Gleb were 
the first ones up in the uh, redemption dance. And I thought they would be the first ones up in freestyle. They weren't. They weren't second. They weren't third. They were fourth. And there was a big reason for that, which we'll get to when we talk to the, about their dance. But Charlie and Mark up next and their little video package they did. I really like that. Uh, you know, Charlie's had some issues, I guess, with a lot of negativity on TikTok and different social media things. And uh, you know, she was a trained dancer when she was younger, and she said she kind of fell out of it, lost her love of that for whatever reasons. And Mark kind of could relate. Mark said, you know, last time I was on the show was five years ago, and and you know, I had a little trouble with with losing my love for dance. And he says, you know, you brought that love of dance back to me. And boy, the way he looked, as far as just smiling a lot, and their their relationship was so sweet. I guess you would say he seemed very very happy and really had a great season, I think, with her. And uh, I hope he stays. I hope he comes back next season. But uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Derek came on and, and uh, for the judging portion and just he kind of got emotional and said, I, I also lost my love of dance. And I guess that's a common thing or fairly uh, it's not uncommon, I guess, among dancers. And uh, it, he could really relate to what they were talking about. Uh, Bruno, and it was a fun freestyle. They did a lot of different dance styles. And that's what Bruno said. It was a celebration of all the dance styles. And I, you know, I was like, well, there's that, and there's that, and there's that. And it was just the two of them, by the way. Uh, Wayne and Whitney had some people out there with them. And Charlie and Mark went the uh, old school, just the two of them out there. Really love that when people do that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and Len said something pretty nice to him, too. He said... So he was talking to Charlie, of course. He couldn't remember anyone else in the history of the show getting um, tens from him six weeks running. And I guess that's what's happened with Charlie. I had kind of not kept track of that either, but uh, definitely a special dancer. It was a special freestyle. And uh, I think Carrie Ann even said, you know, it was nice to see you go out there and and work for it because she said you could have come out and done all your dance styles that you do on TikTok and that you're comfortable with and you know I don't know what it would be hip hop or whatever but you went out and you did classic ballroom latin dances and it was just the two of you and it was great you know they had some slow ones and some fast ones and and uh, a lot of fun loved that freestyle uh, up next to which was the third one of the evening third freestyle was Gabby and Val and this kind of made me think back to, it was basically a cell block tango. And it made me think of his dance with Lori Hernandez. Their Argentine tango was the cell block kind of thing. And those are probably the same, you know, jail bars that, that they used back then. But, uh, you know, I liked the dance. It was great. Don't get me wrong. But for someone that's seen past seasons, it was almost kind of like, ah, Val, you're just kind of doing the same thing there. But uh, still, fantastic dance. Uh, Gabby looks great all the time. Uh, everybody mentioned again, you know, how sexy she looked and, uh, fierce and strong dance. And, and it was really good. There was a wardrobe malfunction at the end. It looks like she got her heel caught in her, uh, dress or skirt or whatever you would call that thing. And, you know, she kind of stumbled a little bit at the end. And I was real, real curious to see if the judges would mess with that. And of course they didn't. So they, they just... I guess Lynn was the only one that even mentioned it. He said, you know, it was great to see you stick through it, even through that wardrobe malfunction. And I can't remember, you know, we've had tons and tons of wardrobe malfunctions in the history of the show. Don't know if we've ever had one in the freestyle. I'd have to go back and research that. But it just seemed to me in the old days, you know, you got points taken off for that. You know, I know that's not your fault necessarily, but 
it messed with the dance and you kind of just have to judge the dance. But again, I know it's freestyle. Everybody gets a trophy, all gets 40, and they did. And don't get me wrong, the dance was fantastic. It, it's not that it didn't deserve a 40. It's just I was curious if they were going to call that wardrobe malfunction into play, which would then they'd have to give her all nines, I guess. But they didn't. So then after that, before they got to the fourth uh, freestyle, and they were trying to stall as long as they could, and we found out why, <laughs> the, uh, they talked about uh, the pro tour again, and the pros that were going to be on tour, some of them, I think there were eight of them out there, they went out and did a, a number two for everyone to watch, so that was fun. Well, then it was up to freestyle number four, and there's where Shangela and Gleb were, and now we know why they uh, had such a long break, because they took they did the first redemption dance and then the last freestyle. And the reason they had to take a long break was because they had to get into costume again. Not only did Shangela have to change her outfit, which I'm sure they're pretty quick at doing that, even though it does take a long time, we were told early on. Gleb dressed in drag. <laughs> and... Uh, it, it, he said, and when they talked to him afterwards, it, I guess it took like 45 minutes to get into that outfit. And um, I don't know what to really say about this thing. It was something. And it was a, um, what's the word? Uh, not a manifestation. It was a uh, glorification or a uh, just saying, hey, I'm a drag queen and here's what I do. And it was all out there. And I'm not even going to try to explain it because there's there was so much going on. I couldn't take my notes fast enough, but there's a lot of stuff going on. And if you haven't seen it yet, go check out that freestyle and I'd be curious what your reaction is. <laughs> but uh, it was funny when it was done, Tyra actually kind of said as they were coming back to get judged, it was like, what was that amazingness that just happened? And I kind of said the same thing. I didn't really go into amazingness, amazingness, but I was like, what just happened there? What did I just see? Again, too much going on to even try to explain it. Uh, just knowing uh, Gleb was in drag is probably enough to get you started and curious about seeing the rest of it. But uh, it was so funny when they were on their way over. Of course, the audience is just going crazy. They always do for Shangela. I could hear and see Tyra like real hurriedly telling Len to vote. Len, you have to vote. You have to vote. And I didn't know what that meant really. I mean, like for some reason he didn't vote. Everybody else's vote was in. Well, they went to Len and he said, for the first time in my 31 seasons, I forgot to vote because I was mesmerized by the whole thing out there. And Bless his heart. He probably had really never probably seen anything like that before on the dance floor. <laughs> but uh, he went with the flow, and it was it was interesting to see him uh, say that there, that I forgot to vote because I was mesmerized by what I, what I was watching. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruno, your old Bruno, you know, it was like, I just feel like I won the lottery. That was probably hog heaven for him watching that thing. And then uh, Derek just said, I'd, we'd never seen anything like this in the ballroom before. So... Uh, <laughs> it was quite a production, to say the least, and they gave uh, Shangela a 40. So for the evening, Charlie had an 80, Gabby had an 80, uh, Wayne had a 76, and Shangela had a 76. Uh, Would have liked a little more separation, but that's the way it goes in the finals, and thankfully we didn't get 480, so uh, 
the sad part for me though, again, you know, I, I know I'm old school. I just, this is still a competition to me and it's supposed to be 50, 50, the judges get to vote and the fans get to vote. When the judges give everybody 80s, or in this case, the top two 80s, they don't pick a champion. And I know you could say that, well, we could look at their cumulative scores over the year, over the course of the season. And if you've watched the show, you know who they really would want to be champion. But when it comes down to the fan vote, the fan vote is no longer 50%. The fan vote is 100%. And even if there was one point difference on the judges' scorecard, the judges would have picked their winner, and to me, they would have done their duty. And it just doesn't appear that's ever going to happen again. And uh, that saddens me, but like I said, it's a new world. And even though uh, Conrad is back, I, I don't know if he cares about stuff like that or if he does, does he say, hey, you know, I have to pick my battles. We can only change so much at one time. I don't know, but uh, uh, again... The, the judges don't pick anyone, and and uh, the fans are it's 100% fan vote now for the for the champion. And uh, again, it's 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 I hate to keep be, beating a dead horse, but it's that it's basically a popularity thing now. And if that's the case, you pretty much knew who was going to win, unless something very strange was going to happen. And we'll look into that here as we uh, go along. Okay, so they announced the scores. Then they made one more tour announcement. And they announced the celebrities on the tour. And they said, Gabby, Gabby the Bachelorette will do the entire tour. You know, I think it's probably 60 cities again or something. They're doing it basically for two, let's see, I was going to say eight weeks, maybe 10 weeks. I think it's the first, maybe it's the second week of January into the third week of March or something like that. So it might only be eight weeks or nine weeks. It's still a long time to be on the road. But Gabby's going to supposedly do the entire tour. Uh, and then they said for select dates, put that in quote, uh, will be Charlie will be there. Heidi will be there. My guess is they'll be together on the same thing, but who knows? Uh, Daniel will be there, Daniel Durant, and Vinny's going to be there. So they'll have Gabby doing the main or most of the tour or all the tour. And then those four, Charlie, Heidi, Daniel, and Vinny will be doing select dates. And that's a very common thing they've done here lately, you know, way back in the day. When uh, this stuff first started, these tours, um, they would have multiple celebrities on. And I say way back in the day. It's like 2006 and seven and eight. They did like four tours back in the really early days. I never went to any of those. Thing about money and travel. And I wasn't as into the show then because the radio station hadn't picked up on it. Uh, but then they picked it up again in the mid-aughts or mid-teens. I don't remember when they started it again. I have it over in my notes somewhere. But they've done six or eight or nine tours now since they started back up. And initially, when they started that back up, they would just have the one celebrity, usually the champion of the show. And then that slowly kind of changed too. And now it's more back to multiple celebrities. You know, they had that last season for the tour. And uh, I went, gosh, what did I, go? I think I went seven times on the tour last time. And I saw, I think, four different celebrities because you had that thing with select dates again. So uh, I'm going to have to get that tour schedule out and see what see what's going on. I don't know if they've announced which tours they will do for select dates or not, but uh, that was their last announcement. And uh, before they did announce the winners, Tyra said that they had received the most votes ever on the show this season. 
And they said that last year, I think, too. And it seems odd to me, again, that when 20 million people were watching this show, they wouldn't have had more votes back then. But having said that, if you're looking at Charlie, who has, what, 145 million plus TikTok followers, and I think she's well over 45 million Twitter followers or something, they're just ungodly numbers, and they all went to vote, <laughs> I guess it could be the most votes ever. But we'll never know the details of the fan voting, I don't think. So uh, then they ran some video well wishes for each of the four contestants from their family and friends. And then they just started the uh, countdown and they said in fourth place, it was going to be Shangela. In third place, it was going to be Wayne. In second place, and this was the big one, obviously, because that means he only had one left, the champion. Second place went to Gabby. So that means Charlie D'Amelio was the champion of Dancing with the Stars season 31. And... Uh, I think most people should be okay with that, and they should have realized that that's probably what's going to happen. Not only was she the best dancer, she was the best uh, probably vote-getter because the fans picked this, obviously, since the judges didn't. And with all those followers, I don't think anyone really had a chance. I would have loved to seen, you know, Bachelor Nation has a huge fan base. Uh, obviously, they've voted three women champions, and most of the men that couldn't dance, they lasted long times in their seasons because of that voting fan base. So I, I don't know if it was even close or not, but if anyone could have made it close, it would have been someone from the Bachelor Bachelorette Nation. So Charlie D'Amelio is your season 31 champion. And uh, that makes uh, Mirrorball Trophy number three for Mark Ballas, and uh, happy for the guy. Uh, he's been another workhorse on the show. I believe this was his 20 season, I think. He's only one behind Tony Dovolani. And now he's the only other man, or he'll the only other person besides Derek, to, well, and man, I guess, to have more than two Mirabal trophies. And uh, if Val sticks around, he might get it. But who knows how long the show's going to last again. And I don't know if we'll see anybody else get three Mirabal trophies. If for some reason or somehow this show gets new tread and, and retrenches and, and goes on for several more years. Yeah, I guess it could possibly happen. You know, Pete has got two and, and uh, several others. Well, Cheryl's retiring though. Uh, I think there's, no, you're right. I'm right. I'm wrong about that. Most of the uh, other two time Mirabal champions won't be dancing anymore. Probably Julianne Huff, uh, Kim Johnson. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I didn't research that before we came, but uh uh, my, my feelings overall, uh, very happy with it. Uh, I'm not a big favorites guy. You know, we all have favorites for whatever reason, you know, maybe we just like what they're doing or we like their attitude or their, or whatever it may be. We like their partner and I'm no different, but I would not vote for a favorite person if it wasn't for the good of the show. And in my opinion, these were the four best dancers. Uh, it reminded me a lot of season 16 and season 23, for those of you that remember those. In season 16, I call this an according to form season, where you had four really good dancers and then the rest, and those four made it to the finale, and then you had two exceptional dancers, and they finished one-two. You, you, you could quibble with the way they finished one-two or three-four, but I think there was a line of demarcation this season. You had Charlie and Gabby in a, in a league on their own, and then you had Wayne and Shangela, and then the rest. 
And in season 16, you had Kelly Pickler and Zendaya Coleman at the top. You had Jacoby Jones and Allie Raceman third and fourth, and then you had the rest. There was really no one else that should have been in the final four. Same thing in season 23. You had Lori Hernandez and James Hinchcliffe, two exceptional dancers. And then you had Calvin Johnson and Jana Kramer, two really good dancers, but a notch below the top two. So it doesn't happen every year like this. So I'm pleased when it does. You know, I guess it would get boring if you always had every top four make it to the top four. But this show doesn't do that very often, or it doesn't turn out that way very often. And as a keeper of wanting a legitimate champion and a good dancer that's a champion, or you know, one of the best that season, I'm very happy the way it turned out. Okay. Well, I guess I just, I thought this wasn't going to go so long. I still just love this show so much and I can't stop talking about it, I guess. Uh, already going a little longer than I thought. But really, we just have uh, a couple segments left. First one here is I want to pay a little homage to, Glenn, to Len Goodman. Uh, you know, it's, this, is a, this is a big one. Um, next season will be no Tom and no Len. And both of those, you could argue, were two of the most important cogs in growing this show. Obviously, Derek would be in there, and Val maybe, and some of the other pros, um, and Conrad Green, of course, and, and the other judges. I mean, there's a lot of people. It's, it's an ensemble cast. But, but Len Goodman, the old crusty, uh, you know, <laughs> old school guy of the craft that – and he even said that in a couple – in one of the freestyles tonight. You know, well, you know, all that – Hip hop movement and this and that's really not my cup of tea, but uh, I'm a I'm an old crusty guy that likes ballroom and Latin dancing. But he still gave him a ten, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that terribly. And you miss it too because of the fact you know he's 78, and you know part of the reason he's probably leaving is his health and limited time left, and he wants to spend it with his family. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a, kind of a sad time, but it, all good things come to an end. And uh, he even said that in his uh, one of his uh, interviews I, I heard. But uh, for those of you that didn't hear it last week, here's just uh, his announcement. It's only about a minute long. Well, whilst we are all getting excited and looking forward so much to the finale next week, it will also be with a touch of sadness, as this will be my last season judging on Dancing with the Stars. I've been with the show since it started in 2005, and it has been a huge pleasure to be a part of such a wonderful show. But I've decided I'd like to spend more time with my grandchildren and family back in Britain. I cannot thank you enough for Dancing with the Stars family. It's been such a wonderful experience for me. Looking forward so much to next week's finale. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Of course, that was last week, and I was fortunate enough to be in the ballroom to hear it and see it. And uh, as I said, not a huge surprise to me. Um, first and foremost, again, because of his age and everything does come to an end eventually. Uh, I kind of thought he might stick it through until next season because I think that's all they've agreed to do is one more season. And who knows, they might do more. But I thought he might do one more. Uh, but I've also come to learn over the years that the Dancing with the Stars uh, judges' contracts are different than Strictly Come Dancing, where he and Bruno started. 
I think it was Bruno I saw talk about it one time. I guess Strictly Come Dancing, the England show, the judges are all on one-year contracts every year. So if the show wants to change, no problems. If the judges want to leave, no problems. Whereas the Dancing with the Stars uh, appear to have a multi-year contract for the judges. I think Bruno said it was four years one time or four seasons maybe. I can't remember how long ago I heard that. But, uh, you know, his contract may be up, and this might have just been the perfect time to leave. And, of course, you know, uh, he did leave once before. So, again, another reason it wasn't a total shock to me. That was a different reason, though, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, I did want to uh, read one quote that I saw. He talked to People Magazine, and I'm just going to read it. And Len, this is Len talking. Doing a live show, you have to be at the top of your game and quick to react. As one gets older, things start to get more challenging. I haven't fallen asleep or started dribbling yet on the show, and it's best to go before I start to do so. So a little levity there, but again, I think he's he's letting us know about the age thing. You know, he looks different. He sounds different. Um and he's 78 now, and we all hit a certain spot where it's, gosh, time to slow down, I guess. And uh, uh, he mentioned it there. He hasn't fallen asleep yet or started to dribble, but uh, that might not be too far away, and he doesn't, wanna, doesn't want that to happen on the show. So uh, Len won't be there next year. Well, I mentioned that um, he had done this before, and that was when he left uh, before season 21. Now, this was back when... They did two seasons a year. They did a spring season and a fall season. And up until that point, he and Bruno had been doing double duty in the fall. The Strictly Come Dancing show only is in the fall over in England. So their spring season was free, and it wasn't nearly as difficult, I'm sure, to do the spring show. But Len took some time off in season 19, and... I guess he decided that I'm just going to take the whole season off. It's too much going back and forth. And uh, he, he quit strictly qu uh, quickly after that, maybe the next season or next year. I'm not even sure. I'd have to go back and look at that. But uh, he missed parts of season 23 too. So that must have been the last season for Strictly. He was still doing Strictly, and he missed parts of season 23. But uh, uh, <clears throat> when, he, when he left in 21, I didn't know if he was coming back. And I thought from what I had heard with him too, is that he would never leave Strictly from what I had heard. You know, when I saw an interview, when he was talking about Strictly Come Dancing and he was like, I was so un unbelievably excited about doing Strictly Come Dancing because I had kind of slowed down and kind of retired and no one knew Len Goodman anymore. You know, his heyday was long gone as far as a dancer. And he said, Strictly kind of brought me back to relevance and enjoyment of, of doing what I love to do. And I, I remember I thought him saying, like, you know, they're going to have to drag me out of there. Well, <laughs> he ended up leaving on his own, and he went to the U.S. show. I would have thought maybe some of the England people would have been a little upset about that. Wait a minute. You started here, and, and now you're going to desert us to go to the American show? But I heard the story was, and again, you never have seemed like... Um, uh, confirmation, but I had heard and read that Dancing with the Stars basically money whipped him. They gave him a ton of money and he couldn't turn it down. And it was a multi-year contract again, where Strictly was always a year to year thing. Although I think they would have kept him forever, but uh, he decided to leave that in, I think it was 2016 and just do the Dancing with the Stars uh, show only in the U S 
Well, after season 27, it went down to once a year. So that was probably even easier on him as he was aging too. But uh, last week on the show in the open, I usually play a ticket bit of audio. And for those of you that didn't hear it last week, I actually played a clip of, of the Musers, the morning talk, uh, the morning uh, drive time show asking me about Len retiring. And it was total coincidence. I didn't know about his retirement before that day. I just happened to pull that clip and play it. So I thought we'd listen to that now. So this is me uh, on a remote with the Musers and they're asking me about Len Goodman retiring. We have Tony engineering this morning. And I wanted to get Tony's quick take on the shocking announcement this week that Lynn Goodman was retiring as one of the judges from Dancing with the Stars. Tony, you're yeah. the foremost Dancing with the Stars expert slash fan in America. I don't know about that, but he it wasn't shocking because he'd been talking about it for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, Craig. And, and uh, see, the thing he does is he does the Strictly Come Dancing show in the United Kingdom. Uh -huh. And that's at the same time as the fall version of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Okay. So for 10 years, he did double duty. He worked that show Saturday night. He would do the results show Sunday night, do the red eye, come do Monday show here in L.A. You know way too much about uh, Lynn Goodman's schedule. Yeah. Stars. Well, it's very disappointing because he's one of my favorites. Who's going to replace him? Um, as of now, they're going to do guest judges for the next season. <laughs> now, the hope is, is he'll come back for the spring season, season 22, because uh -huh. they don't have the Strictly Come Dancing in the U.K. then. So <laughs> he Your eyes glazing yet. Hey, Ah, yes, the old musers talking Dancing with the Stars with me. But uh, I know way too much about Len Goodman's schedule, <laughs> Junior said. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, he uh, he took that season off and missed parts of 19 and 23. Came back full-time uh, with the U.S. version. And then he did have to miss season 29 also because of the COVID travel restrictions. And that's when Derek started. And what a great addition he has been. Let's give you a, a few Len Goodman judging moments here. Uh, I'm going to play three audio clips. They're a little, I think they're one, three minutes and two minutes and minute and a half or something. And these are just some of uh, Len's quirks, I guess you would say. You know, if you do a show for 31 seasons, you're going to be repeating yourself a lot and you're going to be doing things that you do. I know in my own speech here, and I can't seem to stop it, I say, and again, a lot. And I'm sure some of you are like, God, quit saying that. It's just something that happens sometimes and with a person's cadence or the way they talk. And Len certainly said a lot of things that would be repeated over and over again. This first clip, we're going to have uh, some criticisms he gives out to the dancers and some of the repeat things that he says over and over again. And then he said a lot of funny comments, too. I think uh, Len's uh, humor... Uh, was was uh, kind of under the radar a little bit. So he said some funny things once in a while, but this is just a few Len Goodman moments. I thought it couldn't get any worse. You've come out and done that. The feeling of a sort of a developing moment. It was more like a couple staying together for the sake of the children. I don't think the world's quite ready for your interpretation of the jive, actually. Well, you know, jive is a living thing. It's always developing, and I don't think the world is quite ready for your version at the moment. You did a pass a doble, and I don't think I can pass a comment. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for your uh, pass a doble no. at the moment. <laughs> My job is to talk, your job is to listen. You're 21, I've got underpants older than you. It's like you're in the home for the bewildered. You're just like that, dancing around. Why did you do the free willy step? What's that all about? Just because, well, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't want all that nonsense. Don't stick that in anymore. One or two little technical things. 
which I can't go into now. If you see me in my trailer, I'll sort oh, it out. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just okay. a little... Yeah, come see my mistake. tag collection. Yeah. Right yeah. Jerry, hold my gaze. <laughs> I, want to have a, I want to have a little private chat. Max, look at me. Don't no, look over no. there. Ellie, don't look at your trousers. Don't be ridiculous. Look at me. <laughs> Joey, Joey, don't look there. Look at me. Pete, Pete, yeah. hold my gaze. Erin, look. Hold my gaze, Erin. If you're in the bottom two tomorrow, I'll show my bum in the supermarket. If you're not the one back next season, I'll show me bum in the supermarket. A tasty morsel here. <laughs> okay. A delicious move over there. Some clever choreography. Yum, yum. God, you're raunchy. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Passion, drama, fire and ice. Great. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> you can whip me if I misbehave. <laughs> all that guitar up the leg. Then you did it again and rolling back and all that. That really got on. What are you doing now? Well, you know what I like. You've got to... What are you doing now? Like... Well, I know the writers have gone on strike, but I think your hips have come out in sympathy. Superman, you've got to calm down. I'd, I'd put a bit of kryptonite down your trousers. That might calm it down a bit. This was like a couple having a bit of anky-panky in the back of a Chevy. That had about as much romance as an autopsy. Unfortunately, it was like a Scud missile flying everywhere. This show is like Christmas. Tootie Foodie, what a booty. Ah, uh, there's a little fun from Len. And uh, you, you may have heard this season, he pulled out the old, if you don't come back next week, I'll show my bum in the supermarket. I can't remember who he did that to this season or who he said that to, but you heard a couple of them there It is his montage. Uh, <laughs> uh, in this next group here, let's see, what do we got here? We're going to have... He's just got some descriptive comments is all I wrote down in my notes. Not sure exactly what that means, but he's very descriptive in his comments to some of the uh, dances here. Of course, he's the king at collecting booze, and you're going to hear a lot of booze in this little segment here. But but he would always say, you know, I would not lie. He repeated that over and over again, and there's some funny things about being a visitor to the country. So let's listen to some more from Len. Uh, someone lost in the wilderness, like a little boy who's lost his daddy. You've come back to me. It was like watching a stripper. Don't worry what they're doing, just sit back and enjoy it. It was faster than wind from a duck's bottom. It really flew round that floor. I'm glad you got rid of that hat. You look, look like the cat out of Shrek. It was like a, a faucet. We call them a tap. You know, yeah. it flowed and then it spluttered a bit. And then there was a nice gush, a couple of drips. And then back into the flow again. What came out tonight? Sharp and tangy like a pickle. You were like a gypsy around a campfire cooking your sausages. You flew off that stage like Harry Potter on a Nimbus 2000. It was a bit like a pizza. The top half was really hot. Oh, shut up! Shut up! For me, it wasn't overexciting. Uh, It was a in the pivot, there was a little blunder, and just here in the front, another little blunder. Well, there was. There's <laughs> not a booing match. I do not lie, I tell the truth. Lacey, Lacey, you've been working, but look, I'm not interested in your blooming gussets. <laughs> Let me tell you, you've been working. Oh. Exactly! Exactly! It lacked a little bit of rhythm in those open rock sections. <laughs> Why? You've got to work on the finesse, the detailing of the ballroom. Latin, just let it... Shut up, oh. I'm telling him the truth. <laughs> Trying to help him. Uh, no, look, I'm... 
How do you put... I'm, I'm a visitor to your country. You're supposed to be nice. <laughs> you have to step forward on your heels, which didn't really happen. So you must try and... Well, it's the truth. Why? Why? Why do I get that? I'm a stranger in this country. Yes. I get, I get food yeah. for telling the truth. Lacked a bit of intensity during that dance. Now you're coming. Don't start on me. I'm telling the truth over here. <laughs> well, it's all right for you to boo. I'm telling you what happened. It had no impact action. Well, it didn't. I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. I wouldn't lie. The whole thing was jerky. You got like a jerky action, and it, it should. <laughs> I do not lie. It wasn't your best dance. You know. Well, it wasn't. I wouldn't lie to you, woman. The technique in your feet is non-existent, unfortunately, and I have to look... Florence, would I lie to you? Well, it's the truth. I'm not lying to the geezer. Yeah. <laughs> geezer. The, yeah, the geezer. geezer. Yeah. <laughs> ah, some more fun things from Lynn. We're going to do one more here. Uh, <laughs> one of his famous sayings is, he doesn't like when people... Uh, or couples do things before the dance, like with chairs or or props or beds or anything. He wants them to get in there and dance. And I, I love that about him. You know, it, it's a dancing competition. You're going to hear a lot of that. No messing about. I didn't like the messing about. Uh, it's a dance competition. And then it's so funny. He does a couple things at the end here where he compares himself his physical appearance to some of the uh, gentlemen on the show, celebrities that have that are in pretty good shape, like the athletes. Usually, it's hilarious. I think the way Mark, you went straight into the tango, no messing about with car keys and all that stuff. You went straight into the dance, no messing about doing this, that, and the other. <laughs> a little bit too much messing about going on. A little bit too much messing about at the start and the finish for me. Too long going round and round. Ooh, here you attention. are. Line Give us That's a break. A too much messing around. The bit of dancing you did do, I liked, but all that, no thanks. <laughs> For me, the start was too long, all that mincing around and doing <laughs> the, the umbrella. What do we want? Max, listen to me, old son. You can't do 12 bar introduction floating about with a handkerchief and messing about. I want you to come out next week. I don't want to see any of that. Laying on pillows, flaunting about. Dance, it's a dancing competition. It's a All dancing right. competition. Okay. It's a dance competition, Sunshine. This is a ballroom dancing competition, Sunshine. Don't touch what you can't afford, Sunshine. It's a waltz. It's a waltz, Sunshine. You are a good-looking guy, and I tell you what, I look at you... Yeah. Honestly, it's like looking in a mirror. You've got strong, muscly arms like myself. It's another Lengelman look-alike. No, Joseph, I could see us at South Beach. You in your speedos, me and me thong. You could buy, be my twin that I lost at birth, honestly. <laughs> Look at us. Bit too much posing going on, but when you've got a body like yours and mine, we like to pose. The torso is a bit like mine. I've got a few more tattoos, but basically <laughs> yeah. they're the same. Oh gosh, I love that stuff. Uh, his comedy was underappreciated, I think by a lot of folks, uh, because they just saw the grumpy side of him. But uh, boy, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Those three judges, there's a reason they were on the show for 17 years. They work really well together. They played off each other. They brought different things to the table and they were all talented in their own way. And uh, it's a sad day really for the long-term viewer of the show because it is kind of, you know, the changing of 
it's time, you know, life, life moves on and we all get older and blah, blah, blah. So uh, going to be missed, Len. Thanks for everything. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, I wanted to do one more thing with Len. I forgot about this. This is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, this is from the Kelly Pickler, her partner Derek, and their trio partner Tristan McManus. Their Pasa Doble back in season 16. It was the trio dance. It made my top 10 trios of all time. And, you know, Len would be different from the other judges sometimes. Occasionally, he would just find a soft spot for somebody. And Carrie Ann and Bruno may give him a 9, and Len would give him a 10. And it's like, that's very rare, but occasionally it would happen. More often than not, it was the other way around. You know, they would give a 10, and he would give a 9. Um, but occasionally you would see him give an eight or something. So it'd be too, too different. Well, in this dance, he went three different, which you hardly ever see. And, uh, both Bruno and Carrie Ann loved it. They gave him a 10, uh, Len gave him a seven and it got kind of heated between <laughs> Len and Bruno. And, uh, it was just the greatest thing I thought, um, you know, Bruno talks about how much he loved it, and then Carrie Ann did the same thing. Carrie Ann runs around the desk and goes to hug Kelly, and then Bruno runs around the desk to go hug Derek and Tristan and Tom. It's just so crazy. And then Len comes on and, and <laughs> throws water all over it, and then he shouts at Bruno, and, uh, well, we'll see if you can hear it, but uh, here's that. Come over here, guys. Bruno, you start. That was Masterpiece Theater. He had high art and high drama, a journey into the darkness from angel to demon. I could feel the blood pumping into me. I wanted to be part of it. So engrossing, so entertaining, absolutely amazing. All right, carry on. Oh, look at this, I lost my ring. Don't kill yourself. Ah, hey! Yeah. I was expecting more than flashing lights and crashing music. It was a hodgepodge of moves just out there to titillate the taste buds. I'm telling you, where's the chassis capes? Where's the twist what? turns? Where's the recognizable passage? safer and everybody's on their meds and uh, <laughs> good old Tom too you know with the uh, the spontaneous quip that kind of diffuses everything and makes you laugh and boy is that surely sorely missed but if you couldn't hear it Lynn turned to Bruno and says you can't talk unless you stand up because your vocal cords cords are stuck up your ass <laughs> Oh God, that was that was classic. Yeah, he was off his meds that night, obviously, because 
I, you know, I'm just a lay person and I watch that dance and I'm like, if you would have told me to guess what dance it is, I would say it's a pasta doble. It's obviously got a lot of paso content in it, but I guess it wasn't enough for Len. Or like I said, he was just kind of, kind of in a mood that night maybe, but uh, that's the kind of stuff among many things we're going to miss about old Len Goodman. Godspeed, Len. All right, uh, let's give a little state of the show address. This won't be long, uh, especially compared to last year, because I don't have much to complain about. I was very happy with this season, as I said over and over. Um, why was I happy? Well, Conrad Greed came back. That's the big thing right there. Um, I knew there was an adult back in charge that was running the place. He knew what he was doing. He knew how to treat people. He knew what the greater good of the show was, and... Uh, it's pretty much all played out that way. Sure, there's some things that still bother me, and we'll talk about those a little, but not much. And I may, like I said, just have to give those away. So if we're lucky enough to come back and do a show next year, I might have to brief, briefly mention it, but I won't I won't dwell on it like I have uh, last year especially. Uh, some of the things Conrad did, and these are just little things that I think mean a lot. And I've often said, you know, when you had when we started seeing, seeing cracks, I'm like, little things mean a lot, the bad side too. Uh, and they mean a lot on the good side. And these aren't necessarily little things necessarily, but I think the big thing is he brought power or gave power back to the pros. From everything I've heard, the guy before, it was not a fun work environment. He dictated a lot of stuff and simple little things that probably mean something to the pros is when you announce the, the celebrity and the pro, it was always with the last name of the pro. Well, that got rid of, you know, that guy got rid of that the last few seasons. And I just thought that seems like a really petty little thing to do. I don't know why he would do something like that. And I think it bothered the pros. And then I think there was, from what I heard, there was more control of uh, dances and wardrobe and music by the executive producer and not by the pros, which I guess was a change from what Conrad used to do. So I think that's one of the first things he did. You know, he brought back the uh, the pros uh, getting their name announced at the end, their last name announced uh, when they announced the dance. I heard that, that, that pros had more creative control over the choreography and the costumes and the actual music that they would dance to. And the pros all seemed happier to me this year, especially... Uh, I've mentioned this before, Val and Mark and Gleb, they all seem much happier than I remember them being in recent seasons. Of course, Mark's going way back, but uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that Mark said he kind of lost his love for dance in those later seasons because he didn't seem happy. And all three of them seem very happy this year. And it might be because they had the three best dancers or three of the best dancers. But uh, I, I think... The overall mood of the ballroom has been positive among the pros, and that's important. You've got to have your employees happy. You know, they feel appreciated. They feel like they have a say. And believe me, I've been through many work situations where bosses don't give you that. And, you know, you don't always need to have your ego stroked, but sometimes you do want to feel appreciated and you do want to feel valued and uh, feel that you have input into how things are done in your job. Um, yes, we all have bosses and we all have to live by that, but there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And I think Conrad knows how to do that. Uh, the dances this season have been scaled back, you know, much less production value. 
Uh, Halloween and Disney had a little, but even then they were subdued. And I think that's there's probably a multi-pronged reason for that. Maybe maybe Conrad said, hey, let's get back to the core of the show a little more. Or maybe it was budgetary reasons, or maybe it was no commercials and you didn't have as much time to change out sets. It might have been all three. But it 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 was more two people dancing together this season. And again, for an old school brother like myself that's seen it from the beginning, that was what we did in the early days. And uh, it's nice to see that. I always called for when when they got into these gigantic production value numbers. I always said, if we're going to have a ton of theme nights, let's have a classic night. Let's have a retro night to the old school Dancing with the Stars days. And uh, we saw them coming down the stairs a little more this year. You know, the old spiral staircase or curved staircase. And nice to see that. You know, that's how all the dancers were introduced back in the day. So I think he's brought it back to more of the old the old show. Uh, the master classes that Derek did, I loved those. We talked about those a couple times. Derek would come out onto the floor and just do a two or three minute discussion of dances. I know he did a tango one and an Argentine uh, Argentine and, and regular tango difference, a Viennese waltz and a regular waltz difference. And he had Bruno come out on one of them and Len come out on another. I was fortunate enough to be there to see two of them as they did the, uh, those were actually pre-taped, pull back the curtain a little. And uh, I think I told you when I went out with the, uh, the one time when Bruno did it, I think they did five takes. And I, I think it was Alan and who was it with he? I think it was Alan and Emma. And they were exhausted by the fifth take because uh, they were out there doing the dance. And the master classes, for those of you that didn't know or don't know, Derek would come out onto the floor. Let's say he would talk about the like the last one was the waltz and the Viennese waltz, the differences between the two. And I think you had Pasha and Daniela out there uh, for those dances. And as he's describing the difference between the two, he's mentioning moves that are in those dances. And then he, you would they would show the the dancers and you'd be like, oh, so that's what a fleckle is. You know, Len would talk about a fleckle all the time in the Viennese waltz. And I'm like, what is that? Now I know. Not that I didn't know because you have learned over the years, but how great that would have been in the early days. But that's a little added touch that I think is probably from Conrad. And I mean, it's gotta be, I would think maybe someone came to him with the idea, but he's the executive producer. And so tons of little things like that have just brought back the enjoyment of the show to me. Plus just the hope that he's coming back next year and things will continue with a good steward at the helm. Uh, let's see here. This is go down a few things here. Uh, Tyra is more to tolerable to me this year. Uh, doesn't mean I love her. Doesn't mean I wish Tom wasn't back, but I, I don't know. I think it's a lot of things. I think Alfonso's taking some of the pressure off of her and some of the focus off of her. Um, I still <laughs> fast forward 10 seconds sometimes when she starts blabbing on, but I often wonder if she would have been the original host for this show. Way back in 2005, if she would have started this show instead of Tom, would myself and others be more, I don't know what the right word is, kind to her or fair to her? We all make mistakes. She makes more than Tom did by far. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is, is she's not bothering me as much as she once did. And that's either because I'm ignoring her more, it's because Alfonso's taking some of the pressure off of her, it's because uh, if I see something I don't like, I don't complain about it anymore, I just go forward 10 seconds. So <laughs> that's kind of an interesting thing that's kind of happened this season. Maybe it's because I'm just feeling better about things, and so I'm giving her more of a break. But uh, I've never been that hard on her compared to some of the things I've seen on Twitter and so forth. Jeez. Uh, let's see, some of the things that 
Another thing I'm kind of happy with this season is I thought the judges were a little harsher with their scoring. And not in a bad way, just more realistic with their scoring. And that that went all the way through the semifinals. And at least in the finals, we had two that weren't given perfect tens. So uh, I'd like to see that. And I don't know if they were told that because I don't think they were quite as harsh maybe in some of the recent seasons or what happened. But I like that. Uh, the double elimination, when uh, they have the double elimination, there's no judges save for the, the bottom person on the scorecard. Don't like it. Never will like it. And I don't understand why they do it when the judges save was brought in to prevent bad things from happening. And bad things can still happen on that judges or that double elimination. You know, let's see. It was, was it just last season? I think Olivia Jade and Melora Harden went home when both of them were better dancers than Iman and Cody. And I know there's a lot of Iman lovers out there. And, you know, I came around to him too, and he's a good dancer, but he wasn't a top six dancer on that show. No way he should have been in the finals. If you're talking about dancing ability, which is kind of the core of the show. Yeah, you have to perform too, but you have to be able to dance. You have to have technique. And uh, his ballroom technique never really was that great. Uh, didn't mean to get that off on that kilter. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with him. You know, the problem I have is season 27, like a lot of other people. <laughs> Uh, 10 votes per person. Again, I don't get it. Why do we do that? Isn't this America one vote per person? Uh, I don't understand that. To me, that's more ballot box stuffers, uh, you know, encouraging that because they're all going to vote their 10 votes. A responsible voter, I know I would have done this in the, in the day if I voted much. A responsible voter sometimes splits their votes. You know, the screen comes up and you're like, well, uh, let's take this in, this year, for instance. Well, Charlie is is a good dancer, probably the best dancer. Oh, I got to give her six of the votes because she's the best. But boy, Gabby's really good. Okay, I'll give G Gabby four votes. Or I'll give Gabby three votes, and maybe I liked Wayne and gave him a vote. So I split my vote because I was a responsible voter where the ballot box stuffers for someone just goes in, oh, all 10 for them. So I don't understand that either. Again, these I will, I will quit griping about these next year. I might mention them, but I'm done griping about them because the show has changed. The live voting's better. Still weird, though. So you still have live voting, but at least now everybody gets to see what they're voting on. You know, last year, live voting was from 5 to 7 in California. They saw the show at 8 p.m. <laughs> and when the, when the show came up, it said, the very first thing that says at the bottom of the screen, uh... No voting. Live voting is over. And so they're getting ready to settle down to vote for their favorite. Nope, live voting's over. How ridiculous was that? And uh, at least he fixed it a little bit, Conrad did, by going to live voting across the spectrum. In other words, the show airs at 5, a, 5 p.m. In, in Los Angeles, and they can vote and, and see what they're voting on. I still don't like it. You know, the most populous country or most populous state in our country uh most of them aren't going to be there watching the show at five o'clock. They're going to be coming home from work, stuck in traffic, uh, picking up laundry, picking up their kids from school, making dinner. And I just don't think that's the right way you should do it. You should make voting easier to do, just like our country. Quit making these restrictions that, that are taking away the democratic right to vote. Quit making the voting restrictions on this show. We have a right to vote. <laughs> Let us vote. Let us watch the show and vote in, in proper time. But that's not coming back either, I'm, I'm guessing. So you just heard my last rant on those two things, or those three things. And one more here, I guess. This is a new rant this year. It's not much of a rant. I'd been told by many outlets that uh, the two-hour 
program cutoff is not an issue this year. It's streaming. You don't have to worry about going to the next show. You don't have to worry about finishing early. You want to end the show at one one hour and 55 minutes, you can. If you want to end the show or show at two hours, five minutes, you can. And that has not happened. For some reason, they're keeping it right at two. And I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if something's changed or if I just was led to believe something that wasn't true. Uh, a great example is last week. You know, Trevor and, and uh, Daniel are eliminated. They're able to talk to Trevor and say goodbye, but they can't talk to Daniel. Oh, sorry, Daniel, we ran out of time. I'm like, wait a minute, this is streaming. You can talk to him, can't you? Uh, minor thing. And then what I would really love to see is ratings for the show. How many people are watching? What demographic is watching? Uh, it's almost impossible to handicap a show now, except for a season like this when Charlie has 145 million followers. But we don't know who's watching. Are, are younger people now watching? Um, did a lot of old people come over from ABC that said they would never buy the service and they're just not admitting that they bought it? Uh, we don't know. And it doesn't look like we're going to get any ratings released for the show. I don't know if they'll do it after the season's over. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Again, the only two things I've seen, we talked about one early on. Derek had said really early on, I think this was the um, uh, right after the premiere, he came on and tweeted that, that the premiere episode brought in nine times more people than Disney Plus expected. And I remember I remember quoting at the time, well, if they expected 10,000 and they've got 90,000 voters, I'm not impressed. If they expected 1 million and they got 9 million, I'm very impressed. So we don't know. We don't know really how impressive that was. But then here at the end of the season, I saw a tweet today from Louis Van Emstel that says he's heard from reliable sources that Disney Plus is very happy with the viewership totals, meaning that they, again, he used the word too, the total viewership for uh, Dancing with the Stars on Disney Plus has exceeded expectations. So again, they're making it sound very positive, but again, with again, I, I keep saying, but again, <laughs> that's never going to change, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that that that's probably not going to change. They'll show some subscription numbers, like let's say, I don't even know a number. Let's just say 44 subscriptions they had in August. Well, in September, they had 54 subscriptions. Well, how much of that can be attributed to Dancing with the Stars? Maybe a lot if they didn't premiere anything else in August or September rather, but we're not privy to all that. So I'm afraid we're not going to have any reliable numbers to comment on. But in the end, Again, these are minor things, and, that, and that's my state of the show. I'm happy with it. It's better than last season, much better. It's enjoyable to watch again, and here's a, uh, a toast to next season. Hopefully, it will continue to be the same way. Okay. Excuse me. I'm having to belch here again. and <laughs> drink. Let me drink a little here. We're going to finish off up here. A couple more minutes. For those of you that know about the contest, you probably don't need to hear this, but if there's anybody listening for the, la the first time and they want to get into my contest, it's a trip to go see the show live and in person in Los Angeles. won't cost you anything. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into the details. You can go into last week's um, podcast. We talked about, that was the last question that I gave out, and we talked about we had a deadline for Thanksgiving to get all your answers in and how to do that. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. Um we're going to try to get this thing out 
before Thursday. So if anybody wants to get in on the last minute thing here, there's no question here. It's just, you have to go back and listen to the old ones. And if you're just starting off here, you're probably not gonna wanna do it. But I'm gonna ask TC, like I said, this is late Monday night that I'm recording this. Are we into Tuesday morning yet? Almost. Uh, I'm gonna get this to him and I'm gonna ask him to try to get it out to you guys by Wednesday. And uh, hopefully he'll be able to do that for us. That'll still give you time if you want to try to get into the contest uh, because the deadline is Thanksgiving Day. And let's make it midnight on Thanksgiving Day. So any of you that do want to get in here at the end, um, you got a shot. And I will say, thanks to those that have already entered, and I will say that we have less entrance than last year or last season, both last season, last year. So if you really want to go to the show, I know it's a lot of work, but you got a pretty good shot this year, I think, unless I get flooded here in the next couple of days, which I don't anticipate. So uh, think about that if you want. But yeah, that's the contest for next year. Turn out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night, the party's over, and tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. But yeah, that's Dandy Don, and you know what he does every year. He tells us that it's time to go. For the last time, we get to hear Dandy Don Meredith telling us that uh, turn out the lights, the party is over. Always like to uh, finish up with a song. For those of you that listened last week, uh, you know, this is uh, one of my big favorite bands, so let's just listen a little. Yes, the great earth, wind, and fire there. Yeah, we did our music segment last week, and this is my number one band, and this is my number one song they do. I've heard it a hundred, you know, a thousand times since it came out in the late 70s. Uh, you'll hear a lot of songs here, or a lot of the lyrics here, a body ya di ya di ya And I remember there was a story, Maurice White wrote this along with another collaborator, and the other person was like, what does that mean? And he basically said, who gives an F what it means? Don't, don't let the lyrics get in the way of a good groove. And he sure knew what he was talking about, as this is a good groove. There we go. That's a wrap on the Ballroom Blitz. What a strange season for me, being sick most of it and uh, having to do it from my home at the last minute on the fly. Thank you, of course, to TC Fleming for helping me get through this. And uh, we made it. <laughs> uh, thanks to all of you for listening. I don't know if I'm coming back next year. I don't know if... It, I just don't know. Too many things happen in, uh, in life, and we'll have to see how things go out. If I do come back, I can't wait to talk to you again. If I don't, thanks so much for everything. 
Uh, hope to uh, talk to you sometime. Um, I guess subscribe to the podcast. Who knows? I might be able to come on and do a couple this year before the next season. Talk about any changes on the show or the tour stops. So uh, hopefully I'll talk to you sometime. But until then, for the Ballroom Blitz, this is Tony the Engineer. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye.